Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I'm Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks, in the Feywild, our heroes enter the Waystop Inn, a non-Aladrin-friendly establishment run by a dragonborn named Vaz. After some experimenting with summoning goats and discovering a lack of tea, the group talk to a goliath named Karnak, who knows where the grove is that they are trying to find. However, he won't give up that information without payment. He wants help getting into the Feydark through one of the rifts that has been opening up recently. He has an object that can track where the nearest rift has opened, and the party agree to head off in the morning and help him find a rift before it can be closed by the city guard. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. My name is Lauren. I am your humble DM. I'm also known as Obocrazy, and I am drinking a spiked hot chocolate. And I know, I know Ooh. it's a little hot to be going for hot chocolate, but I had a little bit of Bailey's leftover, and that sounded really good, and hot chocolate sounded really good, and it's really not that warm today, and so I have Bailey's and hot chocolate. I'm also drinking it in my Yawning Portal mug, which makes me so happy because Yawning Portal Oh, mugs. so cool! It is so cool. I'll take pictures of it for for our Instagram. So because you thought it was so cool, I will ask Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, I still have some more of those Diablo French sodas in honor of our French-speaking cleric here. Uh, And this time it is the Blueberry Lemonade French soda. Ooh, Blueberry Lemonade. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a little, uh, like, it's lightly carbonated, so it's like a little weird. It has, but it's, uh, it's interesting. It's pretty good. Excellent. I'm glad that it is pretty good, (laughs) because you deserve things that are at least pretty good, if not excellent. (laughs) Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and tonight I am going back to an old favorite, and up yours, Putin. I was feeling vodka and soda, and this is a vodka and diet 7-Up. And today's shot of Fireball to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated to a friend of the show, Izzy. She has been a friend of just about all of us for a very long time. She just got in... I say just. She has been DMing for like a year and decided to throw herself into it by creating this whole campaign it's really wild and uh she's a great friend a great resource for dnd thoughts so izzy this is for you cheers cheers cheers, I'll cheers. Izzy. I will, same yeah we will be seeing her in a month and a half at <gasps> rtx oh, yeah. Yeah. God, <laughs> full quorum this year <laughs> yeah exactly. I know, yeah we'll all of us are gonna be here all yep. hands oh. all hands on deck i have so much to prepare for guys oh my god <laughs> so much to prepare for bernie what are you drinking? Okay, so tonight I have a brand new entry into the Cider Wars, and I think, <gasps> first off, oh, it's coming is... in strong with the most beautiful packaging you have ever seen. This Ooh, will end that up is gorgeous. on our Instagram, right? Okay, so this is, of course, pretty because it's from where? Collective Arts Brewing, which anybody who listens to the show knows is become kind of one of my new favorite Ontario breweries. It is gluten-free if you have to go gluten-free. It is Cider, honey, and lavender, or cider avec miel et lavender. Oh, lavender Levant? cider. Levant? Levant, Shades of the Walt Whit with this with the lavender there. 
Right, right. And interesting. Let me see who the artist is on this absolute beautiful cover art. It is John Godfrey from Hamilton, Ontario, in Canada. So, John Godfrey, if you're out there, um, this is just absolutely lovely. And I'm going to open it up. And hopefully it tastes tastes just as lovely as it looks. Hmm. And live tasting on Dungeon Dress. Oh, God, it smells really good. Lavender usually does. Yeah, I like that. Yay! Good. Nice. Because yeah. lavender, I was going to say, but I didn't want to say it before you drink it. It can go one it. or two ways. Lavender yeah. can be yeah. soapy or it can be tasty. And lavender tea is one of those in where I, I smell it and I think this is the best thing ever of all time. And then I drink it and I, I want to pull my own tongue out and stop tasting it. So I'm glad that this is the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also yeah. a beautiful can. And a beautiful can, which will be on Instagram soon. I promise. Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Uh, the Viceroy's Choice this evening is uh, sort of sponsored in part by Travancore Jr.'s recent first birthday celebration. So I have a Yay! lot of leftover beer and wine from from this party, which uh, got a little quicker, bigger than I wanted to, a little more quickly than I expected. But first birthday, what do you want to do? But on the plus side, I don't have to buy beer for two months, and I got it from the Total Wine nearby, too. So shout out to my Total Wine fiends. So this week, what I got in sort of celebration of the finality of, of being a parent was a black box premium wine, red sangria box wine. And it's actually very yummy. It's got that fruit flavor that you expect from a sangria. It's got a decent body to it. I think it'd be a little bit better if I had chopped up some fruit, but I didn't have time to do that. And one of the best things, um, oh, someone someone tweeted at me, I think it was Uncomfortable Sean, uh, thanking me for sort of warning him about the banana uh, bread beer that I had recently. Yes. I feel like, you know, I always looked up to the pioneers and the explorers in history books, and I feel like I'm a pioneer of the palate. So next week, when next time you hear uh, this episode, you will have, <laughs> after a long absence, a new unheard entry into the Cider Wars. I'm coming back. What? It's not Crispin, it's something else. So stay tuned next week for that. I'm excited. Now I feel like I need to go make an entry into the Cider Wars, because it's been a while. But but you guys are so much better about finding all the new stuff for me. Are <laughs> I will say our Lickbo just carries good stuff, man. Like Sounds like it. The LCBO uh, is where you like have to buy beer and liquor and wine. And there's a beer store, which apparently is where you can get like real craft, like all kinds of different beers. Our Lickbo just carries tons of really good stuff. I'm like always super impressed. Like <laughs> I just, I was like, damn. And they're a five minute walk from my house, which is dangerous. <laughs> God bless the Lickbo. There is a new liquor store that it's, I say new, it's been like open for two years, but it is within walking distance. I haven't actually walked to it. I've bought stuff from it. It's just far enough to not be a pleasant walk. If you were like literally across the street, then yeah, that would be dangerous too. It's a pleasant walk there, but not a pleasant walk back when you're carrying heavy things like a six pack. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that feel. Well, something that is not a, a pleasant five second walk from where you are would be the, the place you're trying to get to. At the moment, you are still in Mithrandian. You've woken up in the Waystop Inn, which is where you'd spent the night after you were convinced by Vaz to not go out in the middle of the night looking for rifts in the ground to the Feydark. You have just woken up as the sun has streamed in light through your windows, all of which you had been smart enough to close and lock. And as you guys are getting ready to to start the day and head downstairs, it's a little disconcerting that you all see smudges on your windows. Uh, what kind of smudges? Oh. Uh, roll an investigation check. Yeah, I would like to do that. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> oh, what an auspicious way to start the game. Oh, with a very Cthulhu-esque situation. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 17 for Carlton. 17 for Carlton. Jonathan, what'd you get and what'd you roll? Well, I got a mighty 10, but that was the result of rolling a one. So clearly before he does any investigating, Jonathan the Med Muscular needs a goddamn coffee. <laughs> yeah. Travancore, how about you? Detective Travancore got a 16. And Bernie, how about you? Bernie got an 11. Okay. Bernie, it kind of looks like one of those smudges when a bird just flies too hard into your window and you think the bird might still actually be okay, but like, looks like one of those smudges. Okay. Travancore and Carlton, it's goopy. Ooh. It's like clear goopy. It might be a bird has flown into the window if a bird was made of an ooze. That's a little weird. But it's a, it's like a, an un... There's not a shape to the... It's a Rorschach test. There's not really a shape to it. So you can't make out what has caused this. There's not a handprint. It's not the outline of a figure. It's just a splat. And you, you could swear it's goopy. Jonathan, despite the fact that you are very observant and can and see this and notice something's a little off by it, with an, a natural one, are you just that coffee-deprived? Yeah. All right. I still got like the all the facilities I have. I just not running in all cylinders. You're just too distracted by the smell of not amazing coffee, but what sounds like what smells like strong coffee coming from downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you all head downstairs and you do find that yes, Vaz is there. He's got mugs out and is actually pouring what looks like half a dozen cups of coffee, even though. There's nobody else in the way stop at this moment. Uh, 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 uh. Hey, well, now he's got so we can get uh, some good milk for it. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. You are looking for coffee, I assume. And he's continuing to pour out a final a final cup of this half a dozen. Jonathan goes staggering up and grabs one. <laughs> uh. it's, it's good cowboy coffee. It's like, it doesn't taste that good, but you can tell it's gonna it's gonna shake you awake in moments. How about yep. the rest of you? Yeah, I'll go over a, a cup of coffee as well. Bernie's gonna go to the coffee and sigh. Carlton's not a fan of coffee. He will ask if there's a chai. Do you, guys, do you carry chai tea? No! I don't know what that is. Carlton, no, they don't have, they don't have any tea. Oh, oh you right, have set yeah. her off again. Why this morning? It was so good. And Vaz takes one of the cups that he had been pouring and starts to drink and says, If you do not want coffee, I have ale and juice. And he starts to drink. I'll take an ale and juice. Do you want them in the same cup? Sure. Excellent. And he reaches under the bar. He pulls out what looks like a stout of some sort. Like it's it's a bottle, but it's it's a thick, dark liquid. And he pulls out what looks like apple juice. And he just pour mixology pours them all into the same mug and hands them to you. I think I'll call this a Palmer Arnold. And I take a drink. It sucks. Oh, <laughs> it's super bad. Like, it, no, there's Even no like. for me? It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's no redeeming value, and maybe you're going to get some vitamin C out of the apples. You're not quite sure, but... Mm. Bernie's going to consider the fact that she did bring tea bags because that's her M.O., but she has no clue how long we'll be here, and so she she gets some coffee, and she pours, like, a lot of milk and sugar into it, and just... <sighs> Sorry, that was a burp and a sigh. 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, so I like to think that that's that's in canon for Bernie. That like faced with a tea a tealess world, she burps and sighs. Guys, where's Seekin? Oh, Seekin's with you. He's okay. following you downstairs. <laughs> okay. He was up in his own room. He grabs one of the cups. He's just he's just sitting drinking. Jonathan, I had a question for you. Yo, hypothetically, if you were to cast banishment on yourself or one of us here, what would happen? Uh let me. Well, you know what would happen think- to someone else. Right. So if someone were to cast banishment on me here, I would go back to home, our home plane, and then, assuming the spell didn't get interrupted for a minute, I would stay there. So can you cast it on yourself? Uh, I believe the spell says, we'll look it up real quick, but I believe the spell says you cast it on another willing creature, I, I think here. You attempt to send one creature that you can see within range. One, yeah, that's someone else other than you. You can't uh, cast it on self. So I could, if like things got really bad, I could send one of us home, assuming that the spell didn't get interrupted. But yeah, I can't get us all home. That's okay. Yeah. You, you know. technically could, given enough time. Yeah, you could get you could get everybody else but you home. And then we have a teleportation expert back in uh, Waterdeep. We can we can consult it if if, if, if worst case scenario is gone. But Plan A is Plan A, and I'm I'm hoping to stick to that. Just curious. Seekin speaks up at this point and says, "Well, but we got to find my my grandpa's Listen girl you. <laughs> first. And then, <laughs> we then he got us as, here. As far as we know, you're going to send us somewhere else after this. We don't know that. You could say, "Yeah, I'm going to send you home." And then we we end up, "Oh, well, I'm at home like the plain Faerun. Oh, we're in Thay, but yeah, we're home." Well, and then we have to battle I... Thanes. Have you ever fought Thanes? Neither have I. I don't oh, want to no. start. Why would I do that, though? Well, because, because you leave out information, Seekin. Seekin, my I... friend, you're not very yeah? good at specifics. No, that's true. You didn't yeah. communicate the full scope of the task at hand. No, you you didn't ask. But you didn't Everything say seemed either. to be you okay. You didn't say. Interdimensional okay. travel is something that not a lot of beings do. Even I, Jonathan the Magimuscular, don't interdimensionally travel yet. Well, now you do. And he kind of smiles and looks around, like like proud of what has happened. <sighs> he can. I'm going to banish him. I'm going to no, no, banish him. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to fireball. There we go. Yeah. No, no. Uh, can... Jonathan, no. I. We're yeah. in the Feywild. Uh-huh. Do you know how quickly things can break bad here? Well, that's why you're here. I don't... There is no tea here, Seekin! <laughs> okay, but you brought tea, right? I brought enough for, like, three days. That's like, what, 17 packs of tea? Do you think that's going to last? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, the sooner <laughs> we help... I love Seeking how Travancore is yeah. having to talk everyone down. <laughs> this is, I'm the diplomat, apparently. This is literally my job. This, I was sent by my country to be an ambassador, and among other things. But, the, hey, the faster we help Seeking out, the sooner we can all go home. He gets to go back to his grandpappy, we all win. This is true. I, I wasn't planning on staying here either. I mean, the whole point of this is to go and, and, and see Grandpa Ekthiarn and, and prove myself worthy and then go home. Like, he's supposed to send me home. The longer we stay here and the but- more food we eat. But yeah. there, the the simple task of going out of town to your grandpa's grove has now turned into a quest for the Fey Dark. 
How many more complications seeking? How many more? Oh, I hope I hope none, but you'll have to talk to the big Goliath dude. And he points over to the door w- that has opened during this this conversation where two of you have gotten rather hysterical. <laughs> which he seems he seems completely oblivious to why. <laughs> He's just like, I don't understand. Everything is of fine. Of course we're, you we're do. What we need to do. And in the doorway stands the the massive form of Karnak, your male Goliath companion who ally. comes walking on in ally oh uh, yeah i think he'd go with ally too he yeah. comes walking on in he nods to all of you sits at the bar takes the last cup of coffee downs it puts it back down looks at vaz and says more oh yes absolutely and he oh pours that's an option <laughs> well, yes of course more is an option please yeah, he pours another cup for you, Jonathan. Thank you. There's no food coming, but it's just all the coffee you can drink. I could have swore I smelled some apple juice or some... Yeah, it wasn't that good. Well, If you would like apple juice, and he pulls out the bottle, and then he pulls out the other bottle with the beer, and he says... No, no, just the apple juice. Just the apple juice. I would agree. And he pours the apple juice in the empty cup that you just used for the coffee, you know, which yeah. is like, eh, a little bit of coffee left, but it's not... It's pretty good apple juice. It's... Not cold is not chilled apple juice, but it's pretty good. Huh. There you go. Nice little taste of, well, not home, but second home. Of somewhere. Yeah. Karnak downs a third cup of coffee, looks at all of you and says, are you ready to go? Oh, Karnak. About as ready as we're going to be. In so many ways, you don't even know. Yes. As we're walking out, I'm going to like, Bernie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill him. I'm gonna kill Seekin. No, no, you're not gonna But I understand. No, I'm gonna cast Mage Hand and strike him. Just hold on, it'll be fine. Jonathan, <laughs> a Mage Jonathan, Hand raises up from out of camera and starts slowly going towards Seekin. I contact who is Jonathan. behind you, who sees it kind of coming, and he's just kind of looking at it like, huh? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it's, weird. It's slowly approaching. Yep, and he's just you looking at it like, Jonathan, oh. you do not throw your keys down the sewer grate. You use your keys to get home. The the hand stops and it withdraws slowly. Like Jonathan, you have to look at me. You have to look at me and know yes. this to be true. Okay. We are strangers in a strange land. There is no tea here. Welcome to my we world. We do this. And we get home. <laughs> Wait, what? Travancore's <laughs> been in favor in this whole time. He is literally a stranger in a strange land. This is not, this is familiar for him, or at least more familiar, like, to be an outsider than it is for you guys. I, I love that Travis Core is the one that's equipped for this. I think that's why I'm keeping my shit together, because I've kind of been living this last five years or so. Yeah, this is same shit, different zip code for Travis Core. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Jules. Like, let's get mm-hmm. this guy into the Fade Arc. He likes okay. the Fade Arc. Why not? Sounds like he's big enough. He might plug the whole fade arc up. That's true. Okay. And then we'll go see Seekin's grandfather and we'll go home. Okay. All right. I, I on the ball. All right. I on the ball. I right. on the ball. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's make a move. I mean, as soon as Karnak's ready, we'll, I guess we'll make a move. Uh, he downs the third cup of coffee as this quiet conversation is going on, and he pulls out the little ember stone that, Jonathan, you know, is the directional assist to go find a rift. And he says, it has not activated yet, but I have 
not been able to keep an eye on it while I've been outside. Do you want to? And he kind of holds it back out to you, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular tries to determine which would be more conspicuous. Him holding on to it and us kind of crowding around him or me or maybe even uh, Bernie because she's the smallest kind of kind of holding on to it and because she has to attune to it though right yes it does require attunement but and and you when you examined it yesterday you assume that the reason that karnak was not able to find the rift in time is that because it is ostensibly a stolen object he has to hide it and so he can't be looking at it all the time and you think if you can be actively looking at it you'll be able to see a rift happen immediately and get to it quickly but all that are, are kind of uh, intellectual assumptions at this point. Right. Okay. Well, let's. We'll just crowd around you, and we'll we'll kind of like, kind of like walk as a group, kind of like obscure your hands, and you can keep your eye on it. We'll guide you. Think that way. You can just keep on it the entire time. Oh, one moment. And Jonathan the Magimuscular does the uh, does the ritual for Rary's telepathic bond, and. He adds everyone to the call. He'll add Shadow this time and uh, and the Goliath if he wants to. Okay, so do you say what you're doing? Because mm-hmm. say, this takes uh, 10 minutes. I mean, so we this <laughs> might require some, some stealth. So I'm going to allow us to all communicate uh, telepathically. Is that all right? This sounds like a good idea. Okay. So I do the thing. Everyone gets uh, pop-ups, including <laughs> Shadow. Hmm. I accept. <laughs> I knew you would, buddy. <laughs> oh my. Shadow, who finally can accept. I like talking with my friends in oh dear. my head. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, new friend. I am called Shadow. What is your name? Am I being talked to by a bear? You are. Karnak looks over at the bear and then bows to Shadow and says, It is my honor, great beast. Oh, damn. The honor is mine. You look big and powerful and ready to kill many things should the need arise. If my god wills it, then yes. One will hope that I am as strong as you say. He then looks at all of you and and says in, in this group call, he says, This will be convenient. And he holds up the, the little bead and he says, We should... Wander Mithrandian looking for a rift. They are frequent, but this is a very large city. All Meanwhile, right. Vaz hmm. is looking at you all, and he's like, "Are you all all right? This We're, is awkward." I don't know. No, about, I also have a left. Yeah, yeah. It's sorry. We got a little distracted. It's a little disorienting. We just got to the Feywild, so I think we're just getting our bearings a little bit. Are you sure it is not the milk? Can't rule it out, but I don't think so, because I don't really feel any other symptoms of, of food poisoning or anything like that. Um, I'm no doctor or scientist. I mean, my mom knows quite a bit about medicine, but that's another story. I mean, I feel rage. I can like, cons- I'm enraged. Oh, I'm angry. Yeah, well. <laughs> well. I think that's a different source. Yeah, milk I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I might be angry in a couple of hours, but... Karnak looks at you, Jonathan, and out loud he says, This is only good if you can control it. Do not let the rage consume you. 
I I don't know what you're talking about at all. I have known too many who go down that path and fight with blindness instead of intellect. Harness, do not let it control you. Got it. Sage advice. Let's go. Respect. Yeah, let's make a move. Grouch is sitting there, eyes at the ceiling, like, <laughs> do we, twiddling his oh, thumb. Do we need to whistle with us? Do we already pay him already? <laughs> Uh, paid you him paid yesterday. him. Okay, yesterday. you paid him yesterday. All right, so he's yeah, good to he's go. Paid. Right, and, great. And apparently, great. the coffee is part of the payment. Sweet. Is part of the the, the breakfast. As, as coffee is apparently just breakfast. Liquid continental breakfast. I love it. Exactly. That's all you need is coffee. Uh. Was Seekin let in on this call? No. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right, you guys all start to head out. Seekin following behind. <sighs> um, you no, know, he's. He's in. He's in. It's totally up to you. He's you don't in. have to let him it's in if the, you want to. I just need the, to know for role-playing purposes. It, it, it is the better choice to have yeah. him in on it. It, it. But it's not necessarily the Jonathan choice in this very moment. So Jonathan are you the Magimuscular, sure? although he is quite angry, is still Jonathan the Magimuscular. So. All right. So you guys head outside. Karnak holds this little ambered device in his hand. He is tall. He's a, a skosh taller than Carlton. And so um, there's only a couple of you that are really going to be able to block his hands, even if he's holding his hand down. And he's going to be walking around with his head, like, looking at the ground the whole time. So I need everybody to roll a deception check. Bernie, it's going to be a disadvantage because of your height. But I'm proficient in deception. That means that you get to add all kinds of other fun stuff, but it's still going to be at deception. This is this is literally you are trying to move nonchalantly through Mithrendian, blocking people from seeing Karnak's hands without anyone really realizing what you're doing. And Bernie, you are not quite tall enough to do that without it being really difficult. Do I get advantage because I'm a lot taller? No. Okay. Animals too are just, just humanoids. That's up to you. Shadow's going to roll. Let's wait, see wait, Let's see. wait. If what? I'm on Coco's new, I get taller. Yeah, or but oh, let me think about this for a second. Because oh, I was going to say even even Shadow might not be tall enough. Because Karnak is like holding it at chest height, and chest height is basically oh, like the top. <laughs> like, that's kind of oh, a dear. face height for the most of you. <laughs> All right, Bernie, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll say I'll say it's not at disadvantage. Um Shadow will be at disadvantage though because he it's can't do much worse he's... than his first roll. It's fine. And, I just re-rolled um, it, so okay. that's cool. So let me get and I'm I'm gonna say Bucks can't. That's fine. He is yeah, that's that's gonna be weird. So Jonathan? Fifteen is when I rolled D D D D eighteen. Eighteen. Carlton? I'm too busy. Uh, that I for- and I forgot the I forgot the task at hand was to prevent him people from seeing this uh an- like amber thing, and I'm too busy like trying to be on my tiptoes to like make it so that I look as tall as him. And I rolled seven for my deception, <laughs> as I'm like I'm that's a total of seven. I'm only plus one in deception. I'm not deceptive. That's all right, Bernie. Bernie got a nineteen, but I like to think it's not because she's physically blocking, but she had the forethought. No, being trained in deception. She had the forethought to go get a book to put in his hands so that it looks like he's reading. Okay, I'll let that pass. Travancore and Shadow. Both, the answer to both is four. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, my. Did That's either of you roll a one? 
So tra- Shadow had disadvantage. So his low roll was the first roll was was uh, he has negative two to charisma. By the way, uh, Traveling Court just had a bad roll. Like I think I used up all my skill and acumen, like trying to get the party to hold it together, not kill Seekin. <laughs> Wasted all saving Seekin's life. Apparently, there you go. All right, you are a motley crew walking down the street of Mithrendian. You attract a lot of attention. Fortunately. Most of the attention is curiosity and bewilderment and a little bit of hostility. Any of the guards that you pass are the ones that you need to fool. And they seem to be a little more interested in what you are instead of what you're doing. So you're able to, at at least, you're getting a lot of attention, but nobody is noticing exactly what you are doing. Karnak is focused completely on holding this book around this amber thing. Where are you going? I don't know. That's uh, yeah. Let's, uh, I'm going to have Bucks kind of fly up and kind of take a look at like kind of the streets from top down. And I'm going to see if he can lead us to maybe uh, the market. Sure. He flies up. And starts to circle the city. It's hard because a lot of the city are incredibly tall buildings. Even the old battery, which you guys are currently in, which is kind of the the seedier part of town, the, the older part of town where the buildings are not quite so high and the trees are not quite so high. We're talking the difference between a four and five story-ish area and like a 12 story area. It's still like he would have to fly way up and he knows... If he goes too high, he would totally lose track of the streets. On top of that, the streets wind. They are all circular streets that kind of wind around each other in almost um, the patterns of an, an infinite loop in where they all just continue to circle and circle and circle and wind into each other. So it's a bit dizzying. He doesn't see a market, but he can definitely see that the old battery, the section that you're in is much less populated on the streets than kind of the area you were in where Megan's poison shop was. That seems to be more populated, but he doesn't see a classic market. There seems to be people going in and out of buildings all over the the, the city. Okay, well, let's, we'll just kind of like let him be sort of a guide so that we can just kind of nonchalantly walk down the street. Uh, maybe if we can find a baker, like, or, or like a restaurant, something like that. Like, oh, I, I don't know if they're go. doing, like, if anyone's doing alfresco, like cafe style, but if we can find somewhere to maybe stop every once in a while and loiter a little, but like not draw attention. Uh, he sees that most of that is happening a good like mile, mile and a half to the north. Oh, it seems geez. to be okay. once again outside of this area of the city that you're in, and more in towards the the nicer part of the city. Uh, but he does see that there's a lot of people loitering, doing business. That's that seems it's kind of the difference between being in in like the bad part of town and being in downtown is mm-hmm. the, the amount of people on the streets. But he okay. can lead you in that direction. All right, we go that direction. Cool. Yep. You continue to walk. Uh, I'd like everybody to roll investigation checks if you're looking for a bakery to loiter around. Yeah, I want to. I want to get my scone on with a the tune of a thirteen. Like, that's more like it. Thirteen. Travancore, what'd you get? Oh, eighteen. And Jonathan, seventeen. And Bernie, that's a natural one. That's oh, jeez, this is amazing. We Bernie. are we are kind of rolling real bad today. 
why why do you fail miserably to see anything that resembles a bakery? What what's distracted you? Bernie is thinking about the fact that like like I think we established in the early episode like she grew up with a lot of folklore. Like I think we decided that gnome folklore is sort of akin to um some of the human folklore that deal with the concept of the fae and like she knows that she's not supposed to eat or drink anything or she thinks she's not supposed to. Uh, I think the idea is not that you will... I, if, if anybody ever even read The Once and Future King, right? Uh, where they talk about the fair folk and, like, you're not even supposed to say, like, the term, like, fairy. Like, in a lot of old folklore, uh, they're, like, the good people and, like, the nice folk. Like, it's all these, like, the folk, really, is what they're called. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a concept that if you eat or drink anything in, quote-unquote, fairy world, that you will be stuck there forever. And I think we kind of decided that that might be the intense folklore, but Bernie has this idea that what it really boils down to, it's not that you're stuck there or that you can never eat any other food but fairy food. It's this idea that you can, you might not want to. So far, the food hasn't tasted good, so I think she's kind of like like a little off edge, but I don't think... Bernie wants to eat anything that tastes good. I think she's despairs the idea of there not being tea here, but is secretly okay with it because I don't think she wants to like this place. So I think it's not that she is distracted. It's that she actively is trying to find anything but a bakery. Interesting. All right. Well done. That was was, was great. (laughs) Yeah. So Karnak is kind of in the center of you guys. I'd, I'd like you to describe how you have surrounded him. Um, are you all just literally in a cluster right around him? Have you given him a little bit of space? Why don't you give me some details? I've, I've actually put him on the map for you. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, let me zoom out. So Travancore by himself isn't going to be that conspicuous, but with a bear uh, on his side, like I think that's going to obscure quite a bit. So I think Travancore is to Karnak's left, but Shadow is between Travancore and Karnak to give him an additional bit of cover. All right. So you guys are kind of covering his left flank. How about you, Carlton? I'd probably yeah. be there up on the corner. All right, kind of in front. Jonathan, yeah. how about you? Yeah, he's going to bring up the rear. I'm used to being front and center. Like, now, are you guys literally right next to him, or are you giving him some space? Uh, I guess it would be a little more natural to give him a bit of space. Okay, so, like, a good, give him, like, five Five feet. feet. Okay, and Bernie, how about you? A little bit in front. She's hoping to steer this conversation away from a bakery. Okay. You guys wander for a good 10, 15 minutes. You make it your way, uh, thanks to Bucks' help, out of the old battery into a more populated area, into kind of a nicer area. You're still getting a lot of looks, but it's kind of back to that curious disdain from the other day and a little less of the the hostile. And once again, as the, the guards pass, you see them kind of in their bright gold armor. They come in pairs most of the time. There do seem to be a lot of them around, and you're not sure if that means that that's normal or if that's because of these rifts. As you're walking along Travancore, just as you spot a sign over one of the doors that is actually in the shape of a croissant, Although it's probably not called that. And it seems in Elvish, you see the words tasty treats on top of it. And just as you see that, Karnak goes out loud. And then in your head, because I think that that spell lasts for an hour, the the talking amongst your heads, you hear Karnak say, it has found something. We must 
go west immediately. And Karnak starts to just go. Yeah. I think okay. this is a great idea. Let's yeah. go. I traveling core and shadow follow. Yeah. Um Mage Armor. <clears throat> All right. He tries to immediately go west, except there isn't a road. There are buildings. And is smart enough to kind of turn it into a dodge around some people. But he's he's in his mind. He's like, it was very d- immediately vest. We need to go vest as quickly as possible. How do we get vest? Um, uh, see. Right now you're kind of going north, north, east as the, the curve of this road. Or you can go south, southeast as all these roads have been curving around. Jonathan, I'll say that Bucks has now... Uh, he could lower himself a little bit and fly around now that you've got kind of a destination in mind, and he could start looking as well. Okay, yeah, he'll do that. Okay, he'll do that. He'll fly on down, and it looks like if you continue north, going a little bit east, eventually you'll come to a crossroad that'll take you southwest in the curving ways that these roads do, and you're going to have to kind of follow a couple of curves. Okay, yeah. We send bucks ahead. We I kind of say into the group chat, is it still up or have we been wandering too long? It's up for how long? An hour. No, it's been like 20, 25 minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I tell the group, hey, yeah, we're we're heading this way. So, yeah, we'll follow bucks. bucks. Bucks will help us find that direction. Okay. Are you trying to move quickly or are you trying to continue your saunterly stroll? Ah... Uh... I say, Karnak, let's continue our stroll until we have to go faster because we don't want to, we don't want to let anyone know that that this is leading us somewhere. Roll a persuasion check because he wants to run. You can tell he's not hiding it. He's like tense. Uh, yeah, that's like a five, I think. In your head, he says. We can finally get there quickly. Let's just go. And he starts to push forward. Wait, wait. All right. Karna, wait. If we run, they'll see us. If we run and they see us and they catch us, then we're back at square one. You, The best way to go somewhere is to not draw attention to yourself, despite how much you may want to run. Yeah. Bernie, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. It's a good thing. I have some pluses. My God, let's hope I roll well. That's a 21. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Phew. I will not run, but we must pick up our pace. Yeah. We, we'll, can we pick... must get there before the guards do. All right, let's we'll do what's known as power walking in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. We'll move a bit more quickly where we're not running yet, but we're kind of like almost fast walking. Yeah, and he's picked up his pace as well. So all of you kind of end up clumping up a little bit as uh, you continue using Bucks's guidance kind of. Uh, you go north a little bit, you find the cross street. He continues to give you some directions. Fortunately, at least for you guys, it seems like this rift is pretty close. And as you round a um, a curve, you see ahead of you, you finally see one of these rifts. You've seen beings that have come out of it. You guys got attacked by those beetles. But this is the first time you've actually seen a rift. And it literally looks like the ground has been split into two pieces. The road ahead of you just has a crack in it that runs almost the entire length of the road and into the building next to it. It is open about three or four feet wide. And I'd love all of you to roll perception checks. (laughs) All right, Carlton. So I critically failed with a seven. (laughs) Uh, Carlton, why do you fail at seeing anything coming out of this rift? Uh, It's, you know, uh, I was really, really hoping for that scone. 
And I know, like, we kind of left the bakery section, and, like, part of me kind of just, like, keeps looking back longingly at the possibility <laughs> of a blueberry scone that hopefully one day I will go, oh, God, what is coming out of there? All right. And Jonathan? Yeah, 18 for Jonathan the Mad Muscular and 19 for Bucks. And Bernie? Uh, that was a 15 for Bernie, and I can roll, I think it's a plus one for Cocos New, five, so Cocos New's not paying attention. Well, he's paying attention to your directions. Yeah. Travancore and Shadow. Both 21. Wow. Yeah, okay. two in a row. <laughs> yes. Nice. All of you see, seated on the lip of this crack in the earth, on your side of the crack, two squirrels. Huh. Uh, they're about 35 feet away in the very lip of this crack on your side. Both of them seem to be about squirrel size they're they just seem to be large squirrels i know my father told me that the squirrels are up to something this is a julia this is not in character this is julia's dad has created a entire mythology around the squirrels that live in our yard and that they are fucking plotting so you (laughs) thought you thought oh it's trees it's tree land i'm gonna throw them off with these cute squirrels no 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 ma'am uh-uh, you did not grow up in my household in which my father continuously pressed the fact that the front yard squirrels were plotting to get us. And yeah, the only kind of yard squirrel are. you can trust is a side yard squirrel. That is the kind of elaborate fiction. What about backyard squirrels? Backyard squirrels are just all chaos. You know this to be true. That's what a dad would do, speaking as one. They're all, they're both staring at you This with is those something that was going on in his head for eyes. months before he shared it. Okay, oh. just gonna say, he didn't do it. This is something he started, he decided on when I was in high school. Wow. This wasn't for Listen, small children. This was for, oh, my dad in his own fantasy world. Some people need a hobby, and some people know enough to keep their hobby to themselves. Uh, both <laughs> these squirrels are perched on the side of, of this rift, their beady red eyes staring at you. You think they might be waiting to see what you do. Hello. Karnak strides forward. Oh, 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 this is I how will head we are in proceeding. Guard my flank, he says out uh, loud and starts to walk forward. Travancore and Shadow just guard his flank. We're not even going to think about it. <laughs> As he starts to uh, stride forward, drawing his sword, assuming nothing about these squirrels, there is a rumble that comes from the rift, and out of the rift comes a third creature, a not large, uh, drake-like being of smoke. It's it, this ashen creature, wings, a tail, claws. It's almost dragon-like, but it's about the size of a human, and it seems to be made out of ash and smoke. Rises out of the the rift and screams at you in kind of this high-pitched <laughs> <laughs> and starts to swoop towards Karnak. We could all roll initiative. <laughs> like, it's one of my few talents. <laughs> Is high-pitched screeching? <laughs> Things I did not know. 
We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offers stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. The most recent update includes content from the new adventure Dragon Heist, and will be the first time fans can get a glimpse of all of the fun stuff in the book since Wizards of the Coast made the announcement. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on June 24th, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. M-O-R-S-S-P-E-T-K-A-T-A-Z-O-O-N. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Bernie, what'd you get? What did I roll? I rolled a six. Bernie is going last. Uh, not bad for the healer. Uh, Carlton? Again, I was very concerned about scones, and now I'm concerned about these squirrels stealing my scones, and so I, like, I've been kind of really thinking about maybe I should just go back and protect the scones, and I rolled a six. Stealing the scones you don't have, you mean? I'm I'm guessing Carlton's dexterity modifier is better than Bernie's. Uh, my dex is a plus three. Yeah, his is better than mine. All right, so he's gonna go first. Uh, Shadow. Uh, Shadow got a seventeen. Seventeen and Jonathan. Eleven. And Bucks. Uh, Bucks got a seven. And Travancore. Fourteen. That's with advantage. There. It happens. All right. Wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Karnak rolled a two. Oh, dear. Oh, no. He rolled a natural one. His dexterity is a plus one, so he rolled a two, which is amazing. He heard me scream, yeah. scones! He, that's the best thing ever of all time. Seekin is not part of the initiative because Seekin doesn't know any offensive spells. So oh, Seekin, lovely. I don't know if you noticed during the last fight, afterwards you kind of noticed that Seekin like ducked into an alley and basically just protected himself. He's doing the same here. So you don't, I am running NPCs that don't participate in fights. I, I don't like those games and where you have to protect uh, NPCs. I feel like that sucks. And so he's just not part of the fight. So you don't have to worry about him. Out of the rift. Before uh, Karnak or anyone can can get close or think about what's going on with this ashen drake that's attacking you, a swarm of butterflies appear. A very large swarm of butterflies. They engulf Karnak and Shadow. Oh no. <laughs> so these are tiny little black butterflies. 
in a giant swarm that's that swirl out of this rift in the ground and immediately engulf Karnak and Shadow. I need Shadow and I'll also make Karnak make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Oh, well, at least he has advantage. Oh, Karnak fails miserably. How, what did, how did Shadow do? 21. Excellent. Uh, Karnak is blinded by this swarm of black butterflies that engulfs him and Shadow. Shadow manages to swat these creatures out of his muzzle enough that he is not blinded. Uh, swarm camera. Alright, and then both of you are gonna get attacked. Um, Shadow, uh, an 18 versus AC? That'll hit. And Karnak, and they have advantage on him because he is blinded. That is a dirty 20, which does hit him. Both Shadow and Karnak are gonna take... Uh, I'm gonna use my spirit shield on Shadow. Because I can okay. see them inside the butterflies, right? Oh, wait, no, I can't. I'm not raging yet. Never mind. Yeah, I was about to say, and, and also it would be... Yeah, you might not be able to. Um, okay. Uh, they are both gonna take 26 Ooh. piercing damage. Ooh. As this swarm comes up out of the rift. Uh, I feel that right in my bear. <laughs> Damn. Damn, It Shadow is Shadow's turn. Fucking wreck. Shoo. Shadow took quite a... They took quite a lot of Shadow. Shadow's gonna bite right back. All right, uh, he's gonna bite these butterflies. That's right. To the tune of 21. That hits. Go right. ahead and roll damage. Oh, well. Eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah, it doesn't do quite as much as Shadow hoped, but it does something. He he gets a mouthful of butterfly. Anything else? Uh, I think Shadow's gonna try and move out of the swarm. I'm the only thing to get attacked attorney if he tries that, though. He can tell being inside the swarm that as long as he stays next to it, he won't get an attack of opportunity, but staying inside it, he he doesn't want to. He can feel like they're trying to land on him, and there are so many that they're heavy, and that's bad. Well, as long as And they're he, getting in his face. I think he can move to the right so that Travancore would be flanking with these butterflies. Karnak is right there, so he right. can't get into flanking with the butterflies, but he could definitely move out of the butterflies area. Alright, so he's gonna move just above Travancore. Alright. Shadow stumbles out of this blinding swarm, uh, biting a few along the way. Travancore, it's your turn. Ah, oh boy. Realizing that Travancore, most of his uh, weapons are piercing, and even if they, they hit, they're going to just do, like, half damage. I gotta find something. Dial... Oh, wait, never mind. Alright, alright. I think I got something. I think I got something. Travancore is going to cast Conjure Animals again. And, okay. And... What would Travancore like to conjure? Travancore is going to summon a rhino. Rhinoceros 5E. And I am going to summon him so that he is approximately 20 feet away from the swarm. Okay. Uh, 20 feet on what side? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, It's a big rift that's open. Like, there are, we're beyond the rift, though, I would think. You're before it. The rift is where the, the brown... The brown spheres are those squirrels that I was talking about. They're at the very edge of the rift. The rift is to the north of them. You guys are to the south of the rift. I like to think that the squirrels are holding open the rift. <laughs> they are the gatekeepers. Absolutely. He's going to be, like, I guess behind. I guess that's the only option, really, because, like, I don't want him to gore um, our friend Karnak or me or Shadow. So maybe 20 feet, like, maybe between Jonathan and Bernie, like, somewhere. Because, and the reason I want him 20 feet away is because he's going to charge this thing. Okay. 
So probably 20 feet to the south, but not directly between Jonathan and Bernie. So it's got a straight line to just go right after the yeah. the, the swarm. Yeah. So it's going right. to charge and it's going to gore. Ooh. Is this a rhinoceros? <laughs> oh, I forgot to name the the rhinoceros. But you know what, Jules? I think you have an idea. So I'm going to let you run with it. It charges on in as Bernie decides on what this rhinoceros sounds like. Go ahead and, and roll your attacks. Okay. Hello, my name's Petunia. Oh, cool. High rolls a dirty 20. Yes, that hits. Fantastic. And the rhino who is uh, going to do two die eight plus five bludgeoning. Petunia. Petunia, mate. The name's Petunia. (laughs) Petunia attacks. So Petunia the rhinoceros attacks to the tune of nine bludgeoning. Doesn't do quite, not quite as many butterflies end up on this horn as you would like, but it does do some damage. All right. Yeah, that's it for Travancore. He's going to stay put. Animals are on the field. Uh, Next up is this Ash Drake, which uh, has come out of the ground. It's unhappy with this butterfly swarm. It's unhappy with this rhinoceros. There's just a, a cluster of crazy that's happening in front of it. And it's going to swoop around next to Carlton and open its relatively sized maw. And I need I need Carlton and Bernie to make dexterity saving throws. All right. Uh, that'll be an 18 for Carlton. That's a three for Bernie. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bernie, you are poisoned as a cloud of hot ash roils out of this drake's mouth and rolls over you and then you're both gonna take damage so bernie you're gonna take 18 fire damage carlton you'll take half of that um and yeah bernie you're considered poisoned you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns uh while you are poisoned you have disadvantage on all sorts of stuff thank bay for danger sense let me triple check, because you're not going to take any damage from the poisoned, you're just poisoned. Yeah, disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks while you're poisoned. And that's all it's going to do. Jonathan, it's all your right. turn. Jonathan the Mad Muscular is going to uh, move back, like, he's going to move over here, uh, sort of like catty corner to both uh, Travancore and Bernie. And as he moves, he's going to say, uh, uh, Carlton, go fast, and he casts haste on Carlton tanks. Oh boy, here I go killing again. All right. Do we? Jesus, I'm gonna go kill him. As Carlton gets super fast, what was Bucks going to do? Uh, Bucks is going to back up and kind of watch our the rear going to the street. So he's going to fly this direction and then kind of wing around. He's going to be on his way back here in a second. Okay. He's And he's looking out for what in specific? Uh, guards. All right. Go ahead and roll a perception check for Bucks. Uh, 18. People are starting to scream. As all of these beings appear, but he doesn't see any guards just yet. Carlton, it's your turn. All right. I crack my knuckles. I look at this thing in the mouth. I'm like, all right, let's do this. As I grab my halberd from like off of me and I come and I just swing it straight down into him. Okay. Don't forget to rage. And I will rage. Uh, after this attack. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Kermit the Frog. You get to, you get to attack Kermit first. Kermit the Frog here. Since yes. you've already called the brain. attack. After yep. that, you can get to uh, 21. Metagaming Frog will just go back over here. 22 will hit. Go ahead and roll right. damage. Uh, do you need me to separate the types? Uh, that's a good question. No. Uh, that'll be 13 points of slashing. All right. And necrotic mixed. Sure. As my, as like, oh, right, I, I. Like, th- when I went that first swing, 
I heard Karnak being like, don't let your rage consume you. And I was like, oh, right. But I'm like, no, wait. This is awesome. <laughs> and I rage. <laughs> As I, my second swing comes around. Well, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to metagame your stuff. All right, I can't technically here. do it. You cannot bonus action in the middle of your... So you get to attack twice. You can then bonus action, and then you could take your hasted action. So both these attacks have to be your normal attacks. Not that it's going to matter. You're still probably going to hit, but let's see. 24. That does hit. And that'll hit with uh, 17 slashing and necrotic. Okay. Bonus action rage, and then haste attack. Hey, everybody, you know what time it is? <laughs> time to drink. 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 I'm guessing right, that's this is going to take 20. a minute because there's a lot of math involved as a half orc. Oh, and for that that hasted attack, uh, is it your shot? Ooh, and I get to re-roll ones as a great weapon master. <laughs> all right. Uh, so all told, with my savage attack, the crit damage, all the other damage, this swing does 43 points. Nice. Ooh. That's that's the first couple swing. of attacks. It seemed to not be bothered by at all. This is definitely a grievous wound, and it reels. It's it's only kind of hovering about five or ten feet off the ground, but it reels in the air as you swing at it. Anything else? Or I think that's all you yeah. can do. No, I can action surge. You could if you'd like to. Mm, well, no, we're gonna go right into this rift. I'm gonna save it for the fade arc. That's up to you. All right, Bernie. Yeah, I'll save it for the fade arc. How wait? How bad's it looking? Uh it looks. Pretty hurt, but it's made out of ash, so ash. it's hard to right, tell. Yeah, I'll, I'll save it for the fade arc. Okay, Bernie, it's your turn. All right, Bernie is going to healing word as a bonus action. So the first thing she is going to do is cast her spirit guardians, and she is going to walk up so that her spirit guardians are within range of this horrible butterfly swarm. How far is the range of your spirit fifteen guardian? feet radius? Oh, then it's already where you are. It's already in the range. Cool, 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 cool. It is a large swarm, so it's taking up all four of those squares. We're doing mass healing words, so it's just 1d4 plus 10 for up to six creatures, which would get literally everyone that's hurt, including me. And then I yep. get to add a tiny bit extra on it. That's going to be 13 points of healing back for everyone, and I get yeah. healing spells you cast on others heal me for two plus the spells level, so I get 18 points back. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's really all Bernie can do. She's going to stay where she is so that uh, Kelly Rowland can, uh, can fuck up these butterflies. All right. It is the squirrel's turn. Uh, one of them is going to go there, and it's going to start to chatter. You, you hear it. And I need Carlton, Bernie, and the rhino oh, dear. to make... Charisma saving throws. How charismatic is my rhinoceros? Let's see. I think oh, I negative am two. Fucking Wonderful. Charismatic. Is this what I think it is? I, don't I have know. no idea out. what you think it is. I I'll refuse find out. to think about what you think it is. Okay, so what's the rhino saving throw? What, what do you get? Twelve. He fails. Yeah. She uh, fails. Carlton. I am so charismatic, y'all. You wonder how charismatic I am? Seven. You unfortunately also fail. And Bernie. That's a sixteen. Sixteen succeeds. All right. Good. Carlton and the Rhino are completely distracted. Wait, did I need to roll for poison? Uh, oh, poison does mean that you have disadvantage on saving throws, I think. All right, I will yeah, roll again. Dude, That's attack an rolls in, Oh, no, no, wait. I'm sorry. It's attack rolls and ability checks, not saving throws. Either way, okay. I saved. You did save. Okay. Bernie, you're fine. You are so uh, distrustful of this squirrel. Carlton and the Rhino 
Um, you hear this thing in that way that, that squirrels do. Okay, you guys are confused. What? Carlton and the rhino, I need you to roll a d10. Oh dear. All right. Seven. Also seven. Excellent. <laughs> the creature uses its action to make a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within its reach. If there are no creatures within its reach, the creature does nothing this turn. So on the next turn, Carlton, you can make one attack against a creature next to you, which at this point is the Drake. Um, and the but you can only make one attack, and that's all you can do. And then you have to make the saving throw. Uh, the same thing for the Rhino; it gets one attack, and the squirrel is going to look super pleased as its companion runs around behind Travancore. Oh damn it! And it's going to go. And I need Shadow, Travancore, and, and Jonathan to make the same saving. Throw. All right. Wait, is it a wait? Hold on. Are they taking damage? No, they're just outside of the fifteen foot radius. It's like they're smart enough to know. Strangely, Shadow has a goddamn front guard squirrels. Plus one to charisma saving throw. Actually, for Shadow, it's it's charisma. All right, hang on. It is Oops. a charisma That's saving not throw for all three of you. I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna. Because I've got a fourteen. I don't remember. I don't know if that's going to save or not. Huh? Uh, do, you, do you have to use your cloak before you find out? Okay. Well, let me let me look just real quick. Yeah, I'd have to re-roll the saving throw. Yeah, before he knows whether the what the answer is, but after he sees the roll, it's like a right. lot of those where you can make a decision yeah. after. We'll roll with the fourteen. Okay, you do save, uh, Travancore. Uh. <laughs> Travancore gets an eight as the sound of uh, Kenny Baggins Jr.'s uh, loot strings gets a little bit louder. <laughs> and Shadow. Shadow got a nine. All right, I need Travancore and Shadow to roll a d10. First one's for Travancore, second one's for Shadow. Travancore got a four, Shadow got a three. All right, both of you uh, are stunned and can't move or take actions this this next turn. You can you can take reactions and bonus actions. I'm sorry. So it's just as the creature doesn't move or take any actions this turn. So both of you, all you get is a bonus action. The squirrels are done. Karnak. Oh, I needed Karnak to make that saving throw. Shit. Hold on. Oh, Karnak fails miserably. Ugh. Well, he does have a plus two to charisma. That's still nowhere near enough. So I need to roll a d10 for him. Oh, yeah. He's in the same boat. He can't take... What did I roll? A six? A four. Yeah. So he's in the same boat. He can't... Uh, take actions or move. So he is stuck in the butterfly swarm, which stinks for him. Uh, all he can do is do a bonus action and then try to save again. What can he do as a bonus action? That is an excellent question. Oh, you know what he can do? He can prepare something. Uh, you see him mutter or you don't see him you hear him mutter something under his breath you could swear his long sword starts to glow mm. and that's all he does this turn and then he is going to uh roll the 13 charisma it's plus two so he does he does save he is no longer charmed so he is okay the butterflies are pissed as butterflies are wont to do and are right, it they, their turn it is their turn. They need to make well, what they save? are starting. They are going to uh, do a wisdom save. Do a wisdom save. Well, butterflies are not incredibly wise. <laughs> they rolled a 21, though. God damn it. Do they take any damage or is it uh, they have to fail the save? They take half 3d8 radiant damage. So. All right. Go ahead and 
Roll that 3d8. So 15. Half of 15? Yeah. Okay. And what you see is you see, like, I think what D&D does is it's like, if you're good, your your spirit guidance take on, like, an angelic form. Uh, And you see that, like, the the Kelly Rollins are not living up to the tenets of the Survivor song, which, uh, if you knew, (laughs) you'd know. Uh, She is going to hate on you is what I'm saying. And they start grabbing butterflies and pulling the wings off. All right. Butterflies are unhappy about that. And so they're going to move forward into your space, Bernie. Oh, dear. That's fine. Bernie, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. That's a three. Bernie, you're blinded. A swarm of horrible black butterflies attach themselves to your face and are flying directly, you think, into your eyes. It's it's ah! absolutely horrible. Ooh. And uh, you are blinded. Ah. Uh, you can try to save out of it at the end of your turn. And cool. they're going to bite you. Ouch. Uh, 18 versus AC? Yeah, that's going to hit. All right. Uh, you are going to take a 27 piercing damage. Am I able to take reactions with my confusion? Ah, uh, that is an excellent question. I thought you could take anything but a regular action. Uh, you can't move, and you can't do an action. Because mine was uh the... Oh, because so the not the action thing is since I got the... I have My action has to be attacking him once, but I still have my actions, reactions and bonus actions. Could you use his action to make a melee attack against a rally to Could no. Sure. I'll say that you still have your reaction. All right. You do not... Uh, in that case... Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, my spirit shield will go out, and Bernie, uh, you'll take six less. Thank you. Yeah, as uh, the druid shaman woman of my spirits uh, sends out some bees to help kill some of the... Thing, not literally kill, but, you know, story-wise, some of the, bee- the butterflies biting her. Or could technically kill. Uh, Shadow. No, it doesn't do damage. Oh, okay. Uh, Shadow, it's your turn. Okay, Shadow can't take an action or move. I don't think Shadow really has any bonus actions, so unless he wants to smell something... He can take the saving throw to try to save out of being confused. Yep, so what's the what's that going to be? What kind of saving throw? That is a charisma saving throw. Alright, luckily this bear is actually moderately charismatic. Well, he is, he is adorable. I like to think so. <laughs> I'm so but adorable. I rolled an 11. Uh, 11 is not going to work. I need you to roll a d10. Oh, dear. Nine. On his next turn, he's going to have to make a melee attack against somebody. Ooh, okay. That's all he can do. Travancore, it's your turn. Were you also confused? I think you were. I was. So the only thing I can do is since... Hey, is being confused, does that break my concentration or no? No, because... um, Or at least in this case, it doesn't, because you haven't taken any damage although bernie you did take damage so i do need you to make a con because uh, spirit guardians is concentration oh, is it, not? it is uh let me pull spirit guardians up it is concentration up to 10 minutes i need you to make a constitution saving throws travancore decides what he's gonna do spirit kelly roland goes away that's a four. Oh yeah that goes away sorry that's okay i have a backup plan you could always All cast right. it again okay uh travancore so, yeah, you can't move and you yeah. can't take attacks. So, Travancore c- could cast Hunter's Mark on one of the beings in the field, and that would cause Petunia to disappear. But then Travancore thinks that's the waste of a perfectly good rhino, and you might be able to save from this. So... I'm, lo- I'm a lovely rhino. 
That's right. And you, you look so pretty with all those uh, butterflies on your horn. Yes. <laughs> Gord. Yes, right, I, so, I so was it, not prepared to fight butterflies. You understand how strange that is, right? I'm not wasting a rhino when we know we have a, and, and wasting the spell slot. I think Travancore is going to sort of hold Pat and try and roll the save to see if he can get out of this thing. Also, so, I right. think, guys, just to let you know, I got the butterflies. <laughs> nice. Okay. So Bernie's Charisma? got a plan. Yeah. Twelve. And, and and the loot strings get even louder. Uh, yeah, you fail. Um, Bernie, has it been your turn yet since you've been poisoned? Then yes, you do need to save for... This This fight is complex, and I'm excited. So yes, yeah. what Bernie, is, go what ahead and ro- save for being poisoned. Is it a con save? Oh no, it's the Ash Breath. I'm sorry. It was from the Drake. Uh, That is... It's a dexterity saving throw, I'm going to say, because it just repeats the saving throw. It's a weird saving throw. You are still poisoned. Travancore, I need you to roll a d10. Okay. Eight. You're going to have to make a melee attack against someone next to you the next turn. And what does your rhino do? So I think he has to do a melee attack to someone next to them. That's why I said distract, confuse. Yeah, so if he's got a melee attack, he's got to attack Karnak. This is why I thought about casting Hunter's Mark to clear him off the stage. But I think Karnak looks like a beefy guy. Um, Does does Petunia have the choice to close her eyes or no? No, she has to make a melee attack. She has to do it without like disadvantage. Can't do anything to like impede her attack. She is momentarily... I'll let you uh, roleplay exactly with each of you how this works, but either she thinks Karnak in that moment is an enemy, or she can't stop herself. All right, well, so this is every actor's nightmare, right? Like, uh, live theater is so challenging in so many ways, and uh, and it can go wrong in so many ways, and, and the only way it can go wrong is if you gore your ally. So, uh, <laughs> so Karnak, I'm sorry, buddy. And of course, that one hits. 26. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ooh, Look at these Karnak horrible big man that has horn. just appeared on the field. I, pr- I probably should have cast Hunter's Mark. Sorry, Karnak. Travancore, right, I'm going to kill him for you because I love you and you're my boss. <laughs> I love you so oh much. Oh my god. Let's see. And that's going to be 2 die 8 plus 5. Max damage on one of those dice. Great. 16 damage. Oh, it's not too bad. 16 damage. All Here right. we go. Time well, to die. all those hit points that Bernie gave to him poof, are gone as poof, this horn gourds him. And then after that, he your your rhino kind of shakes out of it and seems to be uh, back to himself. He does need to make the charisma saving throw. Whoopsies. Sorry about that. So how what charismatic is my rhinoceros? I think it's a negative there. something. Yeah, negative two. Great. I am incredibly fucking charismatic. <laughs> there are that's no... the most appropriate way for a negative two to say that you are charismatic yeah let's see 13 i went to this i went to this uh this uh this guy once and he taught me all about how to uh insult people to make them like you better and uh get tell women horrible things about their bodies so they would defend i need themselves. the rhino to make a d t- uh, to roll a d10 of course you do all right that's a four um, the creature doesn't move or take any actions this turn, so... Okay, no action. Good, good Unless freaking Karnak, like, wails on this thing for attacking it. Oh, boy. Oh, we'll see how smart Karnak is. The Ash Drake that is next to Carlton is going to multi-attack him. So first, here comes the bite. Oh, that's gonna fail miserably. Uh, yep. here comes the first claw. That's 26 versus AC. Uh, that, that, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, tw- that's 27 slashing damage. <sighs> Good thing I'm raging. The second claw does not hit. So fortunately, 
this Drake doesn't hit as often as he would like. Jonathan, it's your turn. All right. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to back up. We need to end this thing if it does 2d10. Yeah. Uh, he's going to back up to right here. Describe right here. Uh, he's going away from the fray because reasons. Right. He's moving south about 20 feet. And away then from everybody. He is going to detonate a fireball on Karnak. Okay. And I'm assuming you are going to exclude anyone who is not your ally? Yes, we will be excluding Bernie, Karnak, Shadow, Travancore, and uh, Carlton. That does mean the Rhino is going to be taking damage. Uh, we can exclude the Rhino, actually. It's fifth level. Okay. Um, what's the saving throw? It is going to be DC uh, 17. Okay. Uh, first, Jonathan, I need you to make two wisdom saving throws. Okay. A 16 and a 9. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to re-roll the 9. Okay. You're using your cloak? I am. Okay. Uh, natural 20. Boom! Nice. Okay. Everybody drink. drink. All right. So it is a dexterity saving throw for the for all the creatures. All uh, right, so yes. So this is squirrel 1. I need to double check something. Okay. So squirrel 1 gets a dirty 20. Squirrel 2 gets an 18. I think they both save. Yeah. All so right. They're going to take... Uh... They'll take half damage. Give me a second. Let me do every... Yeah, let me do everybody first. Um, the Butterfly Swarm. That's a 21. They'll take half damage. Jesus. And the Drake. The Drake fails, but you do notice that as the fireball erupts, it takes no damage. Okay. Uh, but the butterflies and the two squirrels will both take half damage. How much is that total? 19. All right. The squirrels are crispy, and you hear them chatter unhappily. A lot of the butterflies fall out of this swarm, and you see charred wings lying everywhere. The swarm is still there, but it's looking really depleted. Anything else? Uh, Nope, that's it. All right, Bucks is still keeping an eye out? Yep. I would love for him to make a perception check. Uh, 19. Uh, most of the, the screaming people have started to flee. He still doesn't see any guards. Okay. Carlton, you've got a drake in front of you. Yes. I will make my You one have your one. Attack. You get one attack, yep. Even with the haste? Yep. You okay. get one. It says you get to make one attack, which sucks when you're next to an enemy, but it's good when you're next to a friend. Hey, guess what, everybody? <laughs> Drink. All right. Cheers. Looks like you only right, needed let's... the one attack. Go ahead and roll damage. Yep. The story you're about to hear is a fib, but it's short. Yes. This is why we're an audio podcast, so I can just we can edit this out. So oh, I, I edit models. so much of this out. I I edit out all the parts parts where you're like, and I'm gonna re-roll that, and let me look at that, and then this, and then number like all that. All that just gets fucking edited out. None of it. It goes straight from. All right. How much damage do you do? I do 356 damage. I just go straight <laughs> to the number. Like no one wants to hear the math. Uh, that'll be 40 points this time around. All right. Uh, so the bad news is you only got the one attack. The good news is that was enough. This Drake, Boom! you land your halberd right into its head and it dies. Um, and with that, I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Um, do I still get to do my movement? Uh, no, the only thing actions? you can do according to, um, what the spell said is you can attack. So. Okay. So uh, you said charisma save. Charisma saving throw. Come on, dice gods. Hey, everybody. 
drink. drink. Nice. <laughs> that's, just so you know, that's three crits in a row for Carlton. That is a lot of crits. You've become me. You do finally break out of the the confusion <laughs> that was clogging your brain, which is good. And take out this Drake, which is awesome. Bernie, it is the beginning of your turn. Um, I need you to make another dexterity saving throw to not be blinded. That's an 11. You are blinded. Yeah, Bernie's, Bernie's having a freak out because she's blind and she's poisoned. got butterflies and she's poisoned and she's mad and she doesn't like it in the Feywild. So she is just going to do what she did last time, which is overreact. And today she prepared Flame Strike. Okay. Oh. Hmm. We're not a fucking vert- around anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. A vertical column of divine fire roars down from the heavens in a location you specify. I assume my flame strike doesn't hurt me. I don't know. Let's take a look. This is interesting. D&D beyond. Yeah. Let's check out. Because th- I have a couple questions about flame strike. If, that- it, if it does, then I have to, to, like, I just assumed I could cast flame strike in my area and it's, like, my fire. So... There's no reason for my fire to hurt me. Each creature in a 10-foot radius. So anything friend or foe or you. Now, you would know this before you cast it. So I'll say that if you decide not to cast it, that you would know this. But each creature has to make the saving throw. Also... You are currently blind, so you I think you might- I was going to cast might... it around me. Yeah. So that was the, the I'd get it around the blindness. Fine, fine, I'm sorry. Fine. Yeah. I can't survive my own flame strike. I looked at how much damage I was going to be doing. Instead, it does a lot. You do not it- want to do that. <laughs> but you would know all these things before casting it, so I won't make you cast it, since it's a new Just spell. Just the cleric's fireball. It's all right, save it for another day or or cast it and uh, see whether you can avoid hitting anybody you don't want to hit. I've not been rolling very well in these saving throws recently. So what we are going to do is we are just going to recast our spirit guardians. We're going to do a fourth level spirit guardian so Kelly Roland can fucking wreck these things. All right. And since we've already done the saving throw that would break the concentration, right? I can cast them and they'll stay. So you can cast it and it'll be there, but the next time you take damage, you'll have to keep making those saves. And we're going to do another mass healing word because everybody needs it desperately. Do you have to see the people that you're casting masculine do word you on? Have to, you do have to see the people. God. You're, you're blind, Bernie. I'm sorry. Blind. She's going to cast Kelly Rowland and just be unhappy. You can oh, move. No. You, do, you do not have to. You are not forced to Oh, I'm to not stay. forced to stay? No. Well, okay, you're then we're going to move. She's going to try to move back out of the thing until she feels she's just gonna walk backwards until she feels no more butterflies how about that okay go ahead and roll a perception check you have enough movement to get out it's just a question of which way you're gonna end up going excellent uh would you like to use your full movement or would you want to stay within melee distance so you don't take an attack of opportunity i want to stay within melee distance and also so the kelly rollins can rip these butterflies to shreds Makes sense. Bernie stumbles out of this swarm of butterflies and uh, casts her Kelly Rollins. And I do need you to make the dexterity saving throw to see if you are no longer blinded at the end of your turn. I thought we just did that. Yeah, I I, miss, I got I did that at the beginning of your turn. 
but you get one at the end of your turn. So you get another saving throw. I made okay. a mistake, and so I'm giving you an extra saving throw. That's a natural 20. I can see. Woo! You can see again. Yay. All right. It's the squirrel's turn. What are the squirrels going to do? <laughs> All right. Just because it's funny. It's not going to work, but it's going to be funny. One of them is going to move there, and Carlton is going to cast Vicious Mockery on you. Oh, dear. <laughs> Hold on. Wow. These are uh, bards? These squirrels are bards? They are not bards, but they can viciously mock because they're squirrels. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. All right. Wisdom save. Here I come. Woo. 17. Nice. Uh, you do save. The The squirrel glares at you and it chitters at you, but you don't quite understand what the hell it's trying to do. And everything is fine as it it chitters at you. Um, The other one... It sees the Kelly Rollins and it makes a wide arc around and keeps its distance from Bernie and stares at Jonathan. Yeah, why not? Oh, oh my god, this is not going to work, but I'm going to try it anyway. Thank you, D&D Beyond, because I, I don't often get to do this. Jonathan, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Is it casting a spell on me? Uh, yeah. Counterspell. Uh, go ahead and roll. Fuck me. Uh, it's a Carcana check, right? Uh, yeah, you roll a d20 and add your... Spellcasting modifier. Spellcasting modifier, thank you. Okay, uh, that makes it a 15. So spellcast, but not proficiency then, right? No. No, 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 no. no. Okay. But now I need so to So do... that would be That'd an be 11. A... 11. No, no, I miss. I misheard you. I oh. rolled an 11. An 11? Uh, No. Then I still need you to make a, what did I say, wisdom saving throw? Nope. Uh, 11. Uh, 10. 10. Okay. It casts suggestion on you and it tells you to run. All right. <laughs> In its tiny squirrel Why little voice. Why did you voice. think that wouldn't work? <laughs> because I thought you would make the saving throw. <laughs> no, of course I wouldn't. Because when I... it matters, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> Well, fortunately, it only asked you to run. No, it's funny. but they'll make four saving throws in a fucking row against my fireball, because that's <laughs> hilarious. Hey, I can't control the dice. So yeah, it chitters at you. Run! And that's all you hear is run. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it is Karnak's turn. Karnak, who is pissed about all this, he's watching all of his plans fail miserably. He super duper wants this butterfly swarm dead, and so he is just going to pull out his longsword that he had previously imbued with... Yeah, yeah, he did that next time he do spell it, blah, 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 blah. Excellent. So he pulls out this longsword imbued with what you seem to see as divine energy. Uh, he's going to strike twice at this swarm of butterflies. Wow, that sucked. Uh, but the second strike will hit. Next time you spell it, all right, so it's going to be 2d6 radiant damage, plus he's going to do 1d10 plus 5. I've got too many things open. Oh, my God. All right. He swings through this swarm. Divine energy leaps off of his sword, crackles out to these butterflies, dropping them to the ground. This swarm is looking super hurt. Uh, there's not many of these butterflies left. And then as a bonus action, he's he's going to cast that same smite again and be ready for his next round. And he is done. 
And so it is the butterfly's turn. Well, uh, one second. So was this suggestion uh, higher than third level? Yes. Oh, okay. He cast it. It cast it at a higher level. That's why I asked you to roll because suggestion is only a second level. Okay. The butterflies are in the Kelly Rollins. What do they need to roll? They need to roll a wisdom. All right. Oh, that's a natural one for the butterflies. What oh, damage goody. do they take? Uh, this is going to be Kelly Roland that we cast as a fourth level spell, if you recall. So one up from what she was is going to be eight. Uh, as another wave of radiant energy floods these creatures, you watch butterflies drop to the ground and soon there is not a swarm left. <sighs> So as they look to swarm forward onto Bernie, they all just drop to the ground dead. And it's Shadow's turn. Bernie's just going to smile a very evil looking smile. Yeah. So Shadow must make a melee attack. Does it say that Shadow can't move? The creature uses his action to make a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within its reach. If there is no creature within its reach, the creature does nothing on this turn. Well, there's only one creature within Shadow's reach. Shadow needs to make a melee attack against Travancore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so the bond between Travancore and Shadow is so strong that no amount of magic can over So they know they're being compelled. They don't see anything they don't see. They know what's happening. So Shadow is trying to bite Travancore in the butt because he figures that's at least a sort of cushy spot. And <laughs> okay. if it's a flesh wound, it'll do the least amount of damage, so to speak. So he's going to try and bite him in the butt. For oh, but a 14 won't hit my AC. <laughs> Thank there God. He goes. So he narrowly misses. Yeah, some part of him knows not to not to bite down on you and manages to snap just shy of your buttocks. I need him to make a charisma saving throw. And I forgot that he has advantage on saving throws, so let me make sure I roll twice this time. Sure. 13. I need him to roll a d10. <sighs> it's going to be like this forever, isn't he? Not forever. Seven. He Next turn, he has to make another melee attack. Ugh. Sorry. Travancore, it's your turn. I believe you're in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. So melee, can I do an unarmed melee or it just has to be like a melee weapon? Uh, for you, yeah, because it wouldn't be your bow. So it's going to be an unarmed strike. So I, it's a d20 plus your strength modifier. Which and is bad. Now, it's ne- which which, is a negative one. Which is a negative one. So minus your strength modifier and you're not proficient in melee attacks. So right. go ahead and roll attack against Shadow. Just gonna do a little bare knuckle bear boxing here. Just gonna bop him on the nose for trying to bite you. Yeah, I'm gonna try and bop him on the nose, but like, yeah. Let's see what happens. <gasps> <laughs> you did thankfully. bop. Yeah, you booped him. You boop. booped his I, I boop my bear on the nose because love is a powerful thing, and it's the most powerful force in the universe. You rolled a two with a minus one, so it's a one. Describe how exactly you boop Shadow on the nose. So, Travancore knows that he has to try and at least attack him, but, like, he's going forward, he's going forward, and it becomes, like, respect knuckles. Keep in mind, Travancore is not a physically strong being. He's, that's the one, like, stat I, I mend in my min-maxing campaign, so it doesn't mean a boop. And I don't know what Shadow makes of that. I don't think he's even, he's like, bro, 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 I ain't even mad. That was adorable. <laughs> Travancore <gasps> is a good bear, but not a very strong bear. No, but some some bears are strong in other ways than muscles. Yeah. Travancore, I need you to roll a charisma saving throw. Travancore is marginally more charismatic. Actually, he's actually exactly as charismatic as Shadow, and no advantage on this one. Seven. I want to roll a d10 right now. <laughs> Just roll don't even say it. It's fine. I rolled a one. Uh, the creature uses all of its movement to move in a random direction. All right, so next round, if you are still charmed, if we haven't 
killed everything yet. I'm gonna have you do something. Oh, and the bear has to, uh, the rhino stick in action too. I think. Oh no, yeah. I, oh no, no, can't, can't do anything actually. So it's just gonna hang out. I don't know. Yeah, gonna, I need the rhino to make a charisma oh. saving throw. All right, here we go. Rhino. Gets Unless a you would like to willingly dismiss the rhino. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, let me look at conjure animals just to make sure. All right, so I can dismiss when it drops to zero. Disappears. Friendly on roll initiative. They obey roll commands. You issue them. If you don't issue commands. They defend themselves. House creature. Otherwise, take no actions. The DM has creature statistics. It's uh, doesn't, it doesn't say. say. Usually, with conjure spells, you can dismiss them. Yeah, you know, I'll say because it doesn't say. I'll say that you can you can dismiss the rhino if you'd like. Bye, Petunia. I had so, just I had such high yeah. I had such high hopes for you, but I don't want to. I, I don't want Carnage to get gored again. Fair enough. I... Petunia dissipates into Goodbye. face smoke. Jonathan, I loved you. Jonathan runs away. I can't move my character, so. Yep, you flee in the direction that Bucks went in because right. that seems to make the most sense. Bucks sees you running towards him. You hear Bucks questioning in your head what's going on. Uh, Bucks can make his person. Oh, and then um, oh, and that's it. So you just Bucks just follows suggested- me. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. Perce- he doesn't perceive. He just follows me. Uh, well, you don't get that far. You just flee. Uh, Bucks is much further than you, and the suggestion is just for one round. So you you basically uh, question no. yeah. not to metagame, like you, like with the uh, attack and bonus action things. Okay, what's up? But isn't suggestion a concentration spell? Uh, yeah. And isn't that constant that squirrel also concentrating on confusion? No. Oh, confusion is not concentration. No. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, confusion, because right. he didn't actually cast confusion. Uh, confusion is something that these creatures can do as an innate skill that basically oh, wow. mimics. Right. Other- otherwise, yeah. he would have countersp- tried to counterspell that. But Yeah, that wasn't, sadly, the, it's just using confusion as its basis. Okay, Jonathan, you run up No, suggestion to... is eight hours. Is it really? Yeah, he's running. Oh, he's running then. <laughs> Concentration of eight hours. I'm going to go to the bathroom because I'm not okay. doing anything anymore. And Bucks just well, follows me. Well, for a little while, Bucks follows you. Carlton, it's your turn. All right, I can get to the squirrel that's concentrating on suggestion. You can. I will ignore the fact that you would have no idea that that squirrel was doing the concentrating. All right, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't, because I, I can't understand what they were doing. So nope. yeah, I would go to the closer one. Yeah, you can go to the other squirrel. Well, I got lots of things to do. Sure. So I'm raging still. You are still hasted. Make... Jonathan hasn't stopped. Uh... Oh, I know. Yeah. He hasn't co- stopped concentrating. He just, I'm out of here. Yep. Uh, so three attacks coming. Do a 15 hit these things? It will, but I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. 17. Uh, okay. Yeah, you save. Go ahead and make All your right. attack. The damage for that one will be 17 points. All right. On the first hit. You slaughter this squirrel. <laughs> it dies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they had taken- well, I didn't have to, like, I moved all of five feet, and I'm hasted, so I got 80 feet of movement, so I can then go to this squirrel. All right. Uh, second attack. Sure, make a wisdom... St- well, Do actually, I- let me see. Go ahead and make your attack. Is it attack first, then wisdom, or wisdom, then attack? Uh, it's attack first, then wisdom, because it's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, guess what I did again? You need to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, right. Uh, it might It might still work. Might still be another... Well, thing. anyways, there is a crit, so I'm still gonna drink to the crit. Absolutely. Same. Make your wisdom saving throw. Hey, guys, guess what I did again? How the hell are Call you me the crit machine! <laughs> All right. I'm out of drink! Same. We're Go all ahead. out of drink. We've been out of drink. <laughs> I'm not. I poured myself another one because I had drinking to right. forget. So all right, we go roll ahead that, and roll a whole bunch of damage. And then I get to... Oh my God. Well, 
I don't You're have lucky to really... because this squirrel was going to book it, and for the next, next eight hours, Jonathan was going to have to flee. All right. So. Yeah, it's hilarious. Lots of. I love I mean, you, do you want the math, or because I'm gonna murderlate this thing. You are. Are you gonna do more than twenty points of damage? <laughs> yeah. All right. Would you like to describe in gory detail the death of this creature? So I'm hasted, and I do the first swing on this, the first squirrel, and it just gores it. Right. I just kind of bring the halberd in, and I just like gore it. And as I'm running, this other squirrel like slides off the back of it, lands behind me as the Halbrid comes down and just, I go blunt end, and I, I pancake the squirrel. I, like, I misjudged how fast I was moving and didn't get it down, and, it like, it came at a weird angle, and I was like, just gotta, you gotta follow through. You have to follow through. Absolutely. And so I just, I pancake it with the blunt side of the halberd. All right, and as this squirrel is squished into oblivion, Jonathan, you feel the compulsion to run suddenly end. All of you that had been feeling these strange compulsions as these two squirrels are killed, suddenly you don't feel them anymore. And for a moment, it gets quiet as these things are slaughtered in front of you. Karnak lets out a good. Jonathan... Bucks is, he's been kind of following you. As I said, in that round, you basically kind of got up to where Bucks was and you stopped just before you could go any further. Bucks uh, needs to roll a perception check because he'd been keeping an eye out for guards. Uh, 18. Uh, He doesn't see any guards yet, but the streets are starting to clear and you think you, you might not have too much longer. Karnak turns to all of you and says... I must get into the rift before the guards arrive. And he runs up to... Who's closest? Travancore. Yep. Closest to you. He uh, Karnak reaches into a pocket and pulls out a piece of paper and shoves it into your hand and says, directions to where you need to go. And then he starts to head for the rift. Thanks. Thank you. Good luck, buddy. He waves to all of you. Best of luck. Bye, friend. He waves to all of you and then, like, leaps in. He just jumps right in. You hear, you watch as he leaps, and then those of you who uh, listen for it, I'll say within about two or three seconds, you hear a doosh as he lands. Damn. And then a few seconds go by, and both Bucks and Jonathan, you start to hear the clattering of arm defeat. Uh, Guys, uh... Time to FO. Time to FO. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. make ourselves scarce. Yeah, Bernie's right. gonna lick a finger and cast Lesser Restoration on herself because I think that gets rid of poison. Is there anything around us that would make like any kind of stealth possible or feasible? Like like trees or hidden brush or anything like that? I'm just gonna or no. Not really, but Jonathan and Bucks can hear the guards coming from the south. And okay, so we, let's not just go south. That's the easiest thing. Yeah, yeah. You can follow the, the road along north. And at this yeah. moment, at least, there's no reason for them to stop you. You would be right. running away from this rift. Okay. All right. How far do you go? I go very far, very fast, but like just out of the way until eventually I'm overcome with, I need to take a, take, take a breath. <sighs> Whenever the haste. Wears off. All right. As you get pretty far away, you can hear more clatters of feet. You actually do eventually see armed guards in uh, golden shining armor go running past you. All of them a ladrin heading towards this thing. But yeah, it seems like they're just running straight past you. They're not. They're not concerned with you guys at all. Okay. So I guess I'll read these directions that I got from uh, from Karnak. Sure. So I want to read this. Go north, following the road for two days until you reach home. 
Travel northwest until the colors change and the trees break. Make camp at the edge. Open your heart to forgiveness and ask a favor. Sleep. No watches. If each... Each thinger... Ectheon. I wondered how you spelled that. Yeah. It's not the <laughs> way it looks. That was not how I thought. If nope. Ectheon accepts your plea, the grove will appear in the rising sun. Huh. Poetic. Oh, and we were when we were running, we're like, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Seekin, we're out of here. He followed. He totally yeah. followed. He dodged around a bunch of stuff. Of course he did. Uh, so, yeah, you now have interesting directions to where you need to go. And with that, we'll stop right there. And next time, you can decide how you want to follow those directions. But first, let me give you experience for an awesome fight. Hey, Lauren. That was a lot of fun. That was yeah. fun. That was, that was cool. great. That was a lot of fun. I haven't, sh- I haven't really challenged you guys in a couple different ways in a while. God, so. you did this one though, man. Yeah, yeah. I wanted that to make a, it. That was a puzzle. It was a long fight. It, yeah. Well, and the, the squirrels were were the fun part. So I'm glad that you guys had some fun. I mean, I liked it from the point of view of like, you basically said I'm going to have disadvantage on attacks, and I've been rolling so bad that I had to figure out. Any attacks that required you to make saves. That was like literally every, I was just like going through my spells. Like, no, no, saves, saves, that's a saves, that's a, like, it was just all, like, it was a, it was a nice way to make you kind of rethink how you uh, did things. Yeah. Well, and I, I'd like to think it was, you know, it was something more than just, I hit it, I hit it, I hit it, I hit it again and I kill it. So, and yeah, you're in the Feywild. You're going to be encountering things that are going to need more than just, I hit it, I hit it, I hit it, and uh, I make it go away. Hit it and quit it. But you did manage to kill them all and get Karnak safely into the Dark and do it before the guards showed up, which was actually... Uh, the impressive part you didn't know but there was a hidden timer on that little on that little encounter so i'm gonna give you guys a total of 6650 experience to split between the four of you and next time you guys have directions to where you need to go and i I guess you're gonna start heading in that direction thanks for listening to our adventure If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our artifact and wondrous year patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, That Indian Dude, Michael Lapointe, aka Vazarus, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.